welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show with Christina Pajitsky and the Thursday episode, Allison's Destroying Jeans, Jenna's Gagging on Pumpkins, and Greg is back. Plus, we will talk about Allison Rosen's other show. But first, I would like to welcome my fellow best friend and co-host, ultrafan, Rafael Castaneda. Welcome. Hey, Lisa. Great to be here. <laughs> I'm glad I always have fun. You know, I have fun no matter what, but I think it's a different dynamic when it's just you and I in the middle of a Friday and we can just shoot the shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, I can't wait to see you in person, though, but it is great seeing you uh, via Skype. I know. I can't believe it's going to be a week. A week from today, LA Podfest, right? Oh I will gosh. be there it's at gonna this be time. So much fun. We're going to. Not only do we get to see each other again, we get to see other people and we get to meet people that we've never met before in person. It's like all these Twitter, yeah, all these uh, Twitter, because Twitter's kind of weird. It's different than Facebook. It's just kind of avatar-ish. And then all of a sudden these real people come out from, you know, for realsies. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I know uh, a girl named Rachel Phillips from Colorado is going. It's going to be great to meet another Coloradoan out there. And also... Jen, I know you're listening, but people tell Jen how much you want to meet her because she's a huge Jenna fan. She's an Allison fan, and she listens to our show, so we know she's cool. And she's kind of on the fence about going, and she needs to go. She needs to go. I want to meet you, Jen. The world wants to meet you. And by the world, I mean the LA Podfest people. <laughs> but yeah, she needs to come, and, and she... She's definitely a huge supporter of all of those shows, like you said, and our show. She's always tweeting me nice things. I would love to meet her, and I would love for her to be on this show. Speaking of that, there we have a lot of new listeners or a lot of people that maybe I just didn't know their face because now that we have a Facebook group, I'm actually seeing you know their real faces. But we used to do a, a BYOF segment where it's bring your own fan. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't even know what it stood for. Anyways, on the GMO Patrol, we used to do BYOF, where you would come on the show and tell your Allison Rosen origin story and anything else you want to talk about. It's basically your own episode just to talk about Allison and yourself. And um, I was thinking about, you know, bringing something similar back like that if anybody's interested, you know, and I would love to get to know people more because the people that, that we've BYOF'd, I feel like I knew them even more, right? Raphael was... I-B-Y-O-F-T-O, and that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I specifically requested you because you were the first person who kind of reached out on Twitter, and now I've met so many other great people through Twitter. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to have other people on. and we don't. I would love to have new people on. I like having the other people on, uh, the regulars. It's it, This whole thing has been really fun. So, um, But yeah, if you, if you guys want to come on this show and talk about your Allison Rosen origin story, about wh- how you pe- became a fan, why you're a fan, um, why you love her, you know, all of these things, then just email me at bffancast at gmail.com and you can have your own episode. First, I just want to share this with you guys. I came within a quarter inch of my dignity this week <laughs> because I listened to the other Allison Rosen's podcast. Uh, we talked about it last week. I thought it was crocheting and knitting. I was wrong. It's about quilting. It's much more hard hitting than than I thought. But the episode I chose was Friends Forever uh, because they're talking about needle and thread. <laughs> so, it's too much. It's too much. 
So I really, I wanted, okay, so first of all, I looked at the reviews first and just, you know, she had some good reviews and not a lot of them, maybe 14 or something. A couple of negative ones talked about her changing her, her format and having a, a person on a new host and they're much too chatty. And I thought, hmm, maybe I will like this show <laughs> if they're just chatting and not actually talking about quilting. But um, yeah, so it's called Within a Quarter Inch, uh, and it's a, a Allison Rosen's podcast, but it's obviously not our Allison Rosen. But I really wanted to hate it until I heard this. You know, I'm convinced that's why God created alcohol for situations like that. Yeah, like they all just need to drink more. Well, even if they don't and you do. <laughs> is is that what the Tuesday night club uh, sounded like? Pretty much. <laughs> so they're talking about like just Christmas parties and going to a party and whatever. And they, I didn't listen to as far as actually getting to the quilting part because I, like I said before, I'd rather, I'm sure it's fun to quilt. I love crafting. I don't think I could t- listen to people talk about it, but they're uh, Canadian. Maybe one's Canadian, the other one's not. They're somewhere up there. Um, they had a strange brew uh, joke at the beginning with the later A's and everything. So I thought, well, and they even referenced Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> Ravi. I, I mean, mean, Lisa, just because they talk about quilting doesn't mean they're not normal people. I, I'm sorry, but if you have a quilting podcast, I feel like you're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> They they might say the same about us. Yeah, this is true. I know they're like, so you have a podcast about another podcast? <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, if you all are quilting <laughs> into quilting bees and uh, fans, then maybe go check her website or check her podcast out. And that's Allison with two L's, right? Correct. Allison with two L's, Rosen. I also, for the good of the show, um, ate at Wendy's. I ordered what Raphael suggested, and that was the spicy chicken sandwich. It was good, but I don't know if I would refer a friend <laughs> to Wendy's. <laughs> like, if I had a little survey at the end, if they said, would you suggest this to somebody else? I probably wouldn't be like, yes, but it wasn't horrible. It was good. Like, I ate it, but... <laughs> what What's your go-to drive through place? Well, sh- shitty food. I like Del Taco probably is number one. I like McDonald's. I like Taco. Well, Taco Bell's eh. But, I mean, In-N-Out's the best ha- drive through hamburger, but I don't crave that all the time. I think if I was just going to get a hamburger, I'd probably go to McDonald's. And those are disgusting. They're not even good. Their french fries are delicious, though, and they're the best Coke. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you're, it's different out there because you guys have In-N-Out. I eat garbage, so... <laughs> Wendy's is pretty good to me and the chicken sandwich when it's like cooked properly and it's like juicy it's fucking great it was good it was juicy and I like that it was big sometimes the chicken sandwich is like all smushy and sloppy at other places where it's like tiny so it was good don't get me wrong it was good but I will say about In-N-Out California In-N-Out sucks and Texas In-N-Out is much better oh shit (laughs) here we go (laughs) I had it in I had it in Dallas. That was the first time I had it. And the burger was really, really good. And the fries were even better than the burger. And then I had it again in California. And the burger was mediocre. And the fries were styrofoam. It was trash. Okay. I have to say something about this. Because I've noticed a quality change in In-N-Out in probably the past 10 years. And I don't know if it's just 
I don't know what it is, but like the meat's tiny. A lot of times I don't even get meat anyways. I just get the grilled cheese. And their fries are sub subpar. I have to agree with that. I don't like them anywhere. I well, I've never had the Dallas fries, but you but should try. I, sometimes the in and out over here, this is how what fat Americans we are. So I'll go to in and out and get burgers and then right next door is Del Taco where they have the best fries. <laughs> and I'll go and get like the macho fry for us all to share. You know, it's been forever since I've done that. Like go to two different places for different things, but um I listen to the Doughboys and I think that's something they talked about. And also you're in California, so you guys have Shake Shack now. You have the one, I think. And I went there yeah. and it was really good. Okay. And that for me would be like a half an hour to drive to. And not to mention the probably half an hour you're gonna wait in line. That too. But when I used to live down in Corona del Mar, um, I used to go to that Shake Shack and it was wonderful. But I used to be, I didn't live in Corona del Mar. Sorry, I lived in Laguna and I would, I worked in Corona del Mar. So I was always driving past it. And it's like, okay, I'd take the kids. All right, it's after school. We're going over there. Wait, are you thinking of Steak and Shake? No, it's, um, maybe it's Shake different. Shack? But this is a Shake Shack that's on PCH, right on the beach. And huh. actually, Ruby's bought it. And now it's maybe Ruby's Shake Shack or something. It's different. Because I thought the first one was that one that Jenna and her friends went to. Oh, see, I don't know. I huh. should know because I'm Californian, but I'm a disgrace to my Mexican culture and my Californian culture. <laughs> Before this turns into like a foodie call. Or just us talking. Yeah, like... just us talking about whatever. <laughs> we should get to the show. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's get to the Monday episode. Christina Pashitsky, uh, I, and this is her third time being on. I love her, and I love. It's funny because listening to her voice, she doesn't look anything like what she sounds like. And even after looking at her picture and then listening, I still couldn't put that face in my head. It kept changing to something else. She just. I, I do have something that rubs me the wrong way is people that use the word bro, but I know it's her thing. And it's not anything against her, but like it just strikes me like it's probably like when I use the C word and Leanne's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and by the way, I just said C word only because you're welcome, Leanne. Um, just because that that word just makes me want to cringe. But um, but other than that, I love her personality. I love that she's a fan of Allison. Um, she hosts two podcasts. That's Deep Bro and Your Mom's House, which both sound i wish i had more fucking time because they both sound really good i don't know do you listen to either i don't listen to her shows but i do like her as a guest uh i think her your mom's house podcast is with her husband tom segura who's also a comedian and uh if you haven't seen his stand-up on netflix uh it's really good i haven't and i do want to look i will look him up um i think she talked about i think it was yeah, that's Deep Bro came about because she was drinking and crocheting and had a breakdown and then that's Deep Bro came out of that <laughs> or something, which I thought was pretty interesting, an interesting combination because I'm trying to crochet and I cannot do it while I'm drinking. Number one, you have no free hands, but it's not that easy. I don't, maybe I'm just, I don't know. But anyways, I guess that came out of it. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down and now... I don't remember what was said, but I just wrote, took a year off, nervous breakdown, drinking crochet. <laughs> I got to get more specific with my notes because I'm very confused. <laughs> my mom crochets or used to, and I want her to get back into it just because I want her to make things so I can give them to people so I don't have to buy them gifts. <laughs> but uh, I try to get her 
to make me something for uh, when Jenna had her baby. Aww. And she's like, uh, yeah, you could just buy that, you know? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you could have her do one that's like personalized or something, like a little a blanket that says Sam on it or uh, SNS with baby Sam or something, you know? Right. And uh, she really put the kibosh on that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just go buy it. Okay. Yeah, she's like, uh, I'm busy. I have a life. I'm not going to crochet anymore. <laughs> she's like, I'll crochet when you have a baby, okay? I don't um, think even then, but... Really? <laughs> also, that's never going to happen. <laughs> you know, I... Um, let's see, what's the word? <sighs> admire that? I admire it when somebody doesn't want to and doesn't do it because it's the hardest fucking job in the world. And if you don't want to do it, you're going to be... I mean, you'll probably be a fine parent no matter what because it's, it changes you. But, like, we have enough people. We're fine. Like, some people, like, I feel like I was born to have kids and, like, that's what my dream was, to be a mom and, like, to raise decent people. That's what I wanted to do. And, yeah, I have other passions and I want to do other things with my life eventually. <laughs> but I think it's cool when people don't feel that pressure of, like, you have to have kids. It feels like there's a lot more of that going around. <laughs> like it's a sickness. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about crocheting. Ah! <laughs> so back to having a baby. She had just had a baby since the last time she was on. So, which is a major. Um, she said she felt like a lost mom, which I can totally understand. And I know my point of view is going to be separate from probably hers and Allison's because they have careers. And, but my... I felt lost because I was alone. I was literally doing everything by myself. But see, that brought me to podcast eventually a roundabout way because I had to have a radio on in every room to keep myself occupied and have adult language going on and have my mind still be like not just in diapers and like blah, blah, blah. And like just focusing on something different and being woken up in the middle of the night. I needed something to hang out with me besides a baby that's just sucking on me. <laughs> And you're a zombie and you're just you're just in a different land for a while. So I suggest that to any moms that are new moms or podcasts are the way to go. I wish I would have had podcasts back then, but at least I had good talk radio. But she felt like she was just lost because you're if your friends aren't doing the same things or just, you know, you're just doing a whole different thing and something's relying on you for life. Like nothing else matters anymore. Like you look like shit. You wear gray, which I have never wear gray. But for some reason, new moms all wear that kind of heather, like, heather gray that, like, the I don't get, like, the um, George Costanza, I just, <laughs> like, you're just giving up. I wear heather gray often, um, but <laughs> you can I, probably I, pull I it off, though. I have given up. <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought it was interesting that um, Christina kept, like, Allison was trying to do, like, her show, and then Christina would keep bringing up pregnancy stuff, like... <laughs> Like, at one point, Allison was talking about her stand-up, and then she was talking about stand-up, and then she asked Allison about her indigestion. I was like, <laughs> not quite a smooth segue, but I like that she kept bringing it back to Allison and her pregnancy and trying to relate on that level. I was thinking that she would be great to do a gal chat episode. There was yes. plenty of it. I know Jen is going to be on the uh, special Patreon episode this month, but... Uh, Maybe they could do an actual gal chat episode where they have Jenna and maybe uh, MK and uh, Christina would be great. That would be really cool. I, I love that 
women are now just feeling like, well, we can just, this actually happens. This is true. So we can actually just talk about it and not, yeah, it's going to make everybody cringe still, but it's like, you need to have those talks of, oh, this is normal. Okay. You feel better. You know, the vagina hatchet battery acid feeling after you have a baby apparently is true. (laughs) (laughs) But I did like how genuine, genuinely excited she was for Allison's pregnancy. Everyone always is like, oh, we're so happy for you because they know. But she's been through it, so she understands the magic of it. But also she's a fan of Allison, so she knows the path that she's gone on to get to where she's at. And it's like, she was just truly happy. Like, I can't wait for you to go through all this, you know? And I can't either. I can't imagine doing it. I mean, I watch a baby now two days a week, and I'm so fucking tired. I watch her only 10 hours each day, and I'm so tired. I'm like... I don't know how she's going to do it. (laughs) Being 40 and having a newborn is like crazy, but I know she'll just do it. She's, she's Allison. Yeah. And, and she mentioned having mixed feelings about uh, the twins and how now she's just having the one kid. And yeah, when she mentioned that she did IVF for two years, I was like, yeah, it's so funny because we've been listening the whole time. I think three years ago they were like starting to try to have a kid and then I guess they've been doing the IVF for two and it's it's so crazy but it's not even close to being over for her. Yeah, it's just beginning and the funny thing is it's like she was going through the IVF for so long that it almost just seemed like she was just going to always, that was her thing, like we were just always going to hear about her IVF even though I knew she was going to get pregnant at some point, it just never occurred to me that one day she was going to be like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, just hearing about it. Uh, the old episodes, it it does seem like that was like kind of her, her thing, and yeah. it's because it went on for so long. It did, and now the pregnancy thing is going to be. And sometimes I even forget, like, oh yeah, she's pregnant, even though she keeps talking about it. It's just I'm so used to her still struggling to get pregnant. But I think by the time she has the baby, we're going to be like, oh yeah, she's pregnancy's her thing now. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, like she says on the I think the Thursday episode, she's already halfway. So. That's crazy. It's moving so quickly. And I think I was like four days off. Wait, she's due February 4th. I guess January 29th. So I was like five days off. But she could be early. So maybe I'll still be right. Yeah, Christina also talked about that craziness of parenting and the things that go, you know, the things that you have to deal with. Because you don't just, a lot of people just shit out kids. And that's not the people that I'm talking about, about being a good parent, obviously. Where they're just like, oh, they'll just raise themselves. And there's, you know, whatever. But the people that actually think about things like Christina was talking about not passing on your own trauma onto your kids. And that is a a struggle. I know I've talked about on here before where I just, you know, you don't want to put pass on stuff to them. But also there was something also I've been, can I say also one more time? Um, Catching up on Sorry Not Sorry. I'm so far behind, but they were talking about that book that she was reading. She was reading Leah Remini's book and the dedication really was something Uh, the way she worded it was just so nice. It was to her kids. And she was talking about, you know, you're probably, well, seeing the way I'm going to say, it's going to sound like, Oh, you can just be a lazy parent and you're going to turn out fine. It was kind of like, you know, you didn't have the perfect childhood, but that is going to be good for you in the future that you're going to be able to learn from mistakes or grow from things and be a stronger person. And not to say like, you're just going to, be a total shitty mom but like just 
ex- like apologizing for making the mistakes, but saying this is an opportunity for you to take it somewhere else and saying sorry and all this other stuff. But anyways, it was much more eloquent than that, but it was kind of along the same lines of, yeah, you don't want to fuck them up and give them your shit, but you need to let them have their own. And that kind of stuff does make you stronger. You want them to have a little bit, you know, I think, oh, my kids are so spoiled and, and they're so lucky to have like a mom that's always around and parents that are married and everything. But I really think about all the stuff, the stuff that they would probably talk about in therapy is going to be, oh, you know, um, mom's too busy doing a podcast now. Um, whatever they're going to be talking about, there's going to be something. And we can't be perfect in their eyes, but we can do it as best we can, you know. And I think I'm doing 100 times better than my parents are. <laughs> like last night, I know we talked about it a little bit with Ray, but I went to yet another orientation at school. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, there's no fucking way my mom sat through one of these goddamn things. <laughs> Maybe when, she, when I was younger, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and like the room mom and everything. But then once she and my dad got divorced, she went to work. And then we got kind of like just kind of not ignored and then she had boyfriends and we were even more ignored and then she got sick and then we were even more ignored so it was just kind of like we were on our own from like 10 on but before that I had a good view of like what to be (laughs) and who I wanted to be but I can't imagine like last night the orientation was for outdoor education which I remember going and it was horrible because I was the new kid once again and I didn't have any friends so I was by myself but Still, I can't imagine my mom going I'm to an orientation about it on a Thursday night. I don't know. I think uh, you and I had kind of similar uh, childhoods in that aspect. Christina also talked about resentment and depression. And I, I kind of talked about that already. It's just kind of you do resent the person that doesn't have the tits in the house because you are needed 100 times, 100 times, 100% of the time. Like you just are. But to have that other person on the team to bring up, you know, tie up any loose ends anywhere else is going to be the thing that's going to keep Allison and Daniel close and not resenting each other and pushing each other away. Like the way that Al and Jenna are, they're like a team. Yeah. Al can't breastfeed. He can do something different and he does. He takes charge of whatever he can do and she does what she can do. And they are like a great team together and you can see it, that's reflected in everything that they do. And I, if everyone strived to be more like them, I think the world would be a much better place. But you're still going to get depressed. You still have hormones. You still have this. You, no one can prepare you for how hard it is to have a baby. It's just it, people make it look easy. And I know I've had friends tell me, oh, you, you, you'd have such an easy job. You make it look so easy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm very good at pretending. <laughs> But it does help you, like Christina also said, that you stop focusing on you and it grounds you. And it definitely does. And obviously, there's other thing, there are other things in life that will do that for you also. It doesn't mean you have to have kids because some people, it might not ground you. But um, I think you and I talked about that on another episode. And I forgot who was the guest, but they were talking about just the way they articulated how parenting changes your perspective on life is just like, it's hard to explain to someone that hasn't done it yet. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how it progresses, like, for Daniel and Allison. Yeah, especially if she's going through a job crisis feeling or um, a career crisis. Because even, you know, she's having these breakdowns, and I understand she's she's worked really hard to get where she is. And usually 
people maybe have kids first and then they're and they're working towards their career and they get there. And now she's kind of going the other way around and maybe slowing down, like having a kid feels like you're slowing down, even though it's slowing down to the world, but in your life, you're not. (laughs) So it just feels, it feels a lot different. And I think that she's probably struggling with that whole feeling of like, you're going to be a nobody, but she's still going to have her number one fan's going to be born to her in February. So (laughs) she doesn't have to worry about that. But, um, and even, Christina was talking about it, that you've made it. This is it. Like, don't think about TV. Don't, yeah, go do it if you have an opportunity or you want to. But she's in a medium that is so huge right now that it's, and she's still focusing on doing TV and this and that, which is like, great. But you have this show that millions of people listen to. Yeah. I mean, Allison's really lucky um, that what she does, she can do from home. And it's not, you know, she's not going to be leaving the kid with a babysitter all the time. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Women, like like I keep saying, women have it. It sucks to be a woman. Daniel's, you know, off at work. And then she's just going to be there with the kid all the time. I, I don't want to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it's funny because then the guy would be like, well, I have to provide more and I have to have all this and the stress is all on me. And yes, it, there's definitely that. And there's that probably resentment on that side, but it is hard when it's hard when the dynamics change and one of you doesn't change. Like, (laughs) because the baby needs you no matter what, like to live. So if the other person doesn't want to be a part of the team, it's makes it a very hard struggle. Yeah. So she wants more than this show, which I think is, let's see, it's not crazy because she's an ambitious person and she always wants more, but I wonder if she will ever be happy with whatever she has. And I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I get it. Um, I mean, that's what you want in someone is you, you want them to be ambitious and you want to, you want them to want more, but we're humans, I think are just never happy with what they have. So I, I understand. And I guess that's good because it keeps her going, moving forward. Um, and like Christina said, people are sick of phony baloney dog shit TV and they're craving the real. And I just love that Colonel Jeff threw in a drop at that moment. What drop was it? I think it was like applause or cheers or something where it's just like, yep, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, she's and then so talking about her podcast, she said that she likes philosophy and I like deep stuff, but I also like farts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that, so that describes pretty much her two podcasts that now I kind of am curious about. But um, so Allison talks about being crazy constipated. So I feel like I, her and I are kindred spirits. We're kindred butt spirits. (laughs) Because her pooping now is the way my pooping has been for however long. Like that describes it exactly. And when I was pregnant was the only time I was not. Because I guess it like loosened me up or something. (laughs) It shook some things free. <laughs> yeah, I I feel sad for her. I know she's taking stool softeners, which I do that too, but it doesn't really do much. And there's other things. I've tried every single thing, as I've talked about on here. And it's just, there's nothing. I just don't even know like what to do next. I've done everything. And I know she, there's only certain things you can do when you're pregnant. But I don't know, maybe at the end of the time, because that's, that's safe, right? <laughs> well... The thing is that, so, um, I, I feel like I mention him too often, but Bald Brian, uh, in his book, Shrinkage, 
uh, when he was going through chemo, he talked about how it makes you so constipated and um, he like gave tips on, you know, what you should do. So he says, you know, drink tons of water, which I think Allison is doing that, um, even though she hates it. I forget what else, what other tips he had, but isn't a stool softener just, it softens your stool. It doesn't yes. make you go. So I don't think that would be the right thing for Allison. And she mentioned that the yogurt makes her go. So just eat yogurt. <laughs> I think stool softeners, like when you're constipated, your, your stool is hard. And I am now very familiar with this Bristol stool chart that they were talking about. Cause she's like, Oh yeah, that's a number one. And I think I mentioned on here that I finally got a, a poop log on my <laughs> tablet, <laughs> the app. You, you mentioned that. I don't know. I, Maybe I don't I didn't. remember that. <laughs> I it. could have uh, tuned it out. <laughs> if you're smart. Um, so I, maybe I was talking about that to someone else. But the it's funny because I thought, you know what? I feel like I never go, but I'm going to get a poop log so that I can actually see like, oh, yeah, I, I am going. Or, yeah, you're right. You're not. And it, on there, you pick which number you were. <laughs> so I'm usually one, two or three four is like the ultimate and she's at a one which is not good and that's where i'm at a lot okay so when she mentioned this i was like this sounds kind of made up but it makes sense that someone did this but if i google bristol poop chart or something i'm not gonna get a bunch of pictures of shit am i you might so when i looked into getting a poop log first of all i have a period uh, app which seems silly but there's a lot of times that i'm like Oh, shit, I'm going to start my period now? Really? <laughs> so it's nice to have a reminder that it's coming up and like, oh, God, I'm feeling like shit. I'm so crazy right now. I'm so mad. I can't figure out why. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Or if I'm in the doctor and they're like, when's the last day of your first period? And I'm like, uh, or the first day of your last period. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget when I'm there. And so I'm like, hold on, let me get my app out and like see, because that's a question that they ask ladies every time that's a doctor. So I thought there must be a poop log. So, of course, there is. And there's two. And one of them, the picture is like a lower intestine or whatever, like this giant picture of that. And then the other one is like the poop emoji. So I thought, well, I'll just have the poop emoji because either way, it's embarrassing if someone sees it. But I'll hide it in like my third page of stuff. But it is called poop log, period. Great name. And uh, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. I first saw this Bristol stool chart. She used to have it up behind her restroom in the guest bathroom <laughs> actually she had that and she also had the p chart that like if you're drunk or not or if you're i'm sorry not drunk if you're well normally we were but <laughs> if you're hydrated or not and i guess they took the poop one down because i forgot why but anyways that was my first thing where i'm like okay i was introduced to it and then after getting the poop log it just it tells you you know which number to log in log in <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, she just wants to find something to blast through those pellets. And I couldn't, I couldn't feel more for her because, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Have you ever had a double pipe classic? Never. And <laughs> I don't, I feel like something bad would happen if I did. <laughs> it's so funny because it was just the week before the show. First of all, I'd never heard of it called that. And I'm sure that's just her and her husband call it that or whatever. So it's pretty funny. It's farting and burping at the same time. But I was talking about this with the kids because I don't know how it came up. 
But we were talking about, I don't know, because, you know, I sneezed and I pee or whatever. And, like, we're, I, we, I don't know. It, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about it. And then we talked about pooping and peeing at the same time. And then we talked. I, I shared with them that I've thrown up and pooped at the same time, <laughs> which I'm sure Who every hasn't? alcoholic has. What? Yeah, I was <laughs> about to say. Who hasn't if you've had a... A long night. And I first started with, oh, yeah, I've, I've thrown up and peed. But that's because, like, when you're really throwing up, like, it squeezes everything out and whatever. But I don't think I've ever had a fart and a burp at the same time. And I think that was what the kids and I were first talking about. Like, imagine if you farted and burped at the same time. Like, that's where I think it started. And then I thought, I don't think I ever have. And like Colonel Jeff said, I don't think I have either. But I probably would have noted it because it's kind of a major thing if you did. I feel like I don't burp that often. But... I mean, if Allison wanted to, she used to have burping competitions on the Ustream show. Uh, actually, she she did it on back when she was in the uh, ACS studio. And there's a video of it that Gary took through the glass of her burping. And she could, when she can get back onto the sodas, she can uh, try to do it on air, maybe. Oh, my God. That would be so disgusting, but I would totally love that. <laughs> Burping, like hearing the noises, I find burping very funny, like Barney burps, but, <laughs> but when I, and if I burp, like I burp, you know, but I don't do it often, but when I do, like I just, I don't hold back, I don't really mind, but the farting in front of each other, I still don't do that, that's kind of yucky, I think it's weird that they do that, but I think it was funny that she was like, I'm pregnant, fart, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> like whatever, you do fart a lot more when you're pregnant also. See, that's the thing. It moves things around. Like, you're getting, your things are squished. There's no room for stuff. That's why I'm surprised that her poop's not coming out. But, yeah, I think Allison should have that on her, uh, once she can start drinking soda again. I think that would be pretty interesting. She could well, have it. I think burps are much grosser than farts for some reason. And did um, this come up on, I think it might have come up on Corolla's show, actually. Maybe I, I. It sounds familiar, but burps for some reason they're they're gross. Maybe because it's like face level. You know what I mean. So right, if someone true. burps and you're at the same height, that's fucking gross. And if someone farts, it's just like Ugh, move away. But not a big deal. I don't know. Maybe. And, when, and my favorite burps are like beer burps. So those are the ones that I'm like, like I'll let it all come out. And like they don't smell or anything. But the you're right though. Farts are aren't farts. <laughs> Yeah, I just fart in people's faces. Um, but burping is very, I don't know, not personal, but like, it's like, I just smelled your lunch. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, just, I'm just thinking about it. But then smelling the turd that you're brewing is also kind of horrendous. But, but you're right, it's face level. So it's like, there's not, it's the worst when you're sitting next to someone, you hear them burp, and then all of a sudden you smell it. You're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So she talked about her mom's death, which is it's it's sad when somebody that maybe you're not close to dies or someone that you're not really. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's strange. Maybe not as strange, but you're just I don't know. I have a whole family of people that I know are going to start dying at some point, And I have this thing where I'm torn. Do I go to their funeral or not? Because. I don't really like them and I'm not really in their lives or there's some that I do like, but I'm not really, I don't know. It's just, it's a whole thing. And not, like you're prepared for them to, to die, but you're not. I don't know. Yeah. She was talking about her mom dying and she kind of wondered what it would be like to a mom that you love versus one that you're ambivalent towards. 
dying. I want to say something, but I feel like I'm going to want to edit it out. Well, say it and you can decide later. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, and this kind of goes into the Thursday show with uh, Greg's situation, but um, I was thinking like, I've been thinking about my dad's death for a while now because he's, when he married my mom, he was 30. So he's 65 now and he's in Mexico. He doesn't take care of himself. So I'm just like, I feel like, like Greg said, you know, any day I could get a call and it'd be like, he's dead. And I don't know how I'm going to feel. It is, Um, it is true. You can't, you think you're prepared. Like you said, you're ready for that call, but you're not going to be ready for that feeling after the call. There's no way you can prepare for that. And that's every time I see a text from my cousin, she and her and her mom, my aunt are the only ones I really talk to. And every time I see a text, I'm like, "Uh Oh, somebody, something happened in the family. But usually it's, Oh, I'm just having to be in town. You want to get together. And it's just, but they're the ones that usually tell me what's going on with the family. And it's just like, I'm not ready for that. Like, I've mourned my grandparents already, and they're still alive. But there's no, like, true mourning until they're gone. Right. So, and, yeah. And so far, I've been lucky that because I don't, even though we have family, they're not family to me. Even when people have died, it has meant nothing to me, which sounds, like, very callous or just cold-hearted. But that's the way it is. Like, I didn't know these people. So I can't really feel it. So I'm assuming my dad's going to be the first one in our family to die. (laughs) So that's the one I'm like, I was going to say training for, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't like, I don't know what's going to happen and it could ruin me or it could do nothing. And either way, I'm going to feel terrible. I know. And I, my family's huge, and I have that feeling of, like, every one of them, I'm going to be like, oh, I hate myself even more with each one. And, like, a lot of times I think, well, what can I do differently? What how, Can I be in their lives? And But I'm always the one that was always reaching out to them. So at, after a certain point, it's kind of like, you guys obviously don't want to be in my life, you know? I mean, the one aunt that ever, like, see, that I see, she lives in Tennessee, and everyone else lives here <laughs> where I live, and I don't see any of them. Some of them even live in the city that I live in. But same with my sister. Like, I think, God, like, if something happened to her, like, I would be sad. But it's like, uh, I don't, I, she's just a, a psychopath. <laughs> she had probably undiagnosed borderline personality disorder. Like, after reading up on it, it's very similar. And like Christina was saying, like, people don't usually go and get, like, p- people with mental illnesses don't always go and get help. Number one, because it's considered, there's like a stigma and there's something like, you know, wrong with you, even though if you had a heart problem or if you broke your knee, you would go get help. But if you have a mental problem, people are in such denial about it. Or also your brain is telling you you're fine and everybody else is crazy, you know? Yeah. But I think um, Megan is doing the Lord's work with her festival that she's putting on in this together festival mental illness awareness which is it the first of its kind i'm not sure i feel like it i've never heard of another one but um i'm excited to go and i think and you're going right i keep asking you and you're like yes (laughs) yeah i am going okay you're and you're in (laughs) megan i will see you there lisa i will see you there yay and everyone else you guys need to go it's in this together festival.com november 13th 
uh, Mental Illness Happy Hour will be there. There's other, there's podcast music, comedy. I'm super excited about it. I don't remember exactly when they talked about this, but it was probably around the same time. Um, Allison was talking about when she was a kid, how she felt her family's behavior reflected negatively on her. And I think every kid can kind of relate to that. And, uh, but then she kind of was coming to the conclusion that, you know, you're not accepting them for who they are if uh, that's how you feel, which I think, I don't know when she came to that realization, but that's a very mature take on it. And I always write down the things that are kind of deep. Like, uh, I do have like dumb things like I wrote Quelch to burp when I guess Christina had to burp and she didn't. Uh, but then I also write down things like uh, when uh, Allison said that deep down we all feel alien, but we hide it. And uh, yeah, it's just the things that I relate to are usually those, even though I also, like Christina, uh, am okay with them talking about farts. <laughs> I think the more people talk on any time, podcasts, amongst friends, um, anywhere, you realize how much you relate to people. And I think Allison talking about everything with like an open book has been great because you think, Oh, okay. You have, you've had that too. And it's maybe I don't have to feel so crazy or like such a nerd. Like maybe you can just accept who you are because we're all pretty much, we're all pretty similar. Uh, we haven't talked about wipe gate. <laughs> yes. I wrote wipe gate and then backslash too much water. <laughs> Those are my two. Cause I'm like too much water. How do you drink too much water? But yes, wipe gate. Uh, I guess on their podcast, somebody, her, I guess was going dump to shower as she put it. Um, but now they have the Toto washlet, which I looked it up on Amazon. It's $359.99. Click through the Amazon banner on Allison's site. If you're going to buy one. So this reminded me, did you ever watch MTV cribs? Yes. There was an episode with Marilyn Manson and he talked about pooping, and from what I remember, I think he said, like, if he doesn't have toilet paper, he'll just poop and sit in a bath. And that was the most disgusting thing I've probably ever heard. So I am not okay with this wipe gate dump to shower thing with no wiping is what I'm assuming was going on, right? Yeah. That's, no, that's not okay. I think, like, let's say I was doing that, let's say. She says she has a real runny situation. So I'm kind of torn because I can't imagine it's going to be like total apples. What is it? Brown apple splatters. Like, I don't, I guess I'm kind of torn. I guess it depends on how much it is because there have been some times that I go to the bathroom right before I'm going to take a shower. Not because of that, but I'm like, okay, and I'm getting in the shower and it's like, the amount of particles that are going to be there are going to be there anyways. Like they were saying, like boys' butts are gross. So there's obviously going to be a bunch of poop in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, and then there's the snot rocket thing that they brought up where it's like, well. The only time I do the snot rocket thing is when I have a cold. Like if I'm sick, then it just, my nose is running and I'm in the shower and I have no choice. But I don't know, maybe I'm just not as gross as most guys, but. <laughs> I'm with Daniel. You got to use the 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 wet wipe things. Oof. And okay, so I this is my thing with the wet wipe thing. It feels I don't like that wetness on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody's gonna make a soundboard of that. Jay, I please don't. It's just like that slimy. Like it feels like someone's licking your butt. Like you're getting an RJ in the middle of the day. No, no, no. no. <laughs> First of all, you don't start with the wet wipe. You start with toilet paper. Okay. 
the wet wipe is just like for cleanup. Right. Um, I don't get how. S- <laughs> okay, I don't know. Do you have a regular shower, or is the shower head removable? Like one of I those, have a regular uh, one. Okay, so you can't clean your butt properly that way. I have one where you can remove the handle, which okay. I would get it if you're like, so you can power wash all up in there. <laughs> but if it's just sitting six feet in the air, it's not cleaning your ass properly. Well, I use my hands and soap. That's the only it's... place I use soap, actually. <gasps> well, what? not the only. I have like three, what, four hot spots that you use soap on and everything else I don't use soap, but... I get in there and like, but there's not like a bunch of debris or anything. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. I'm I'm not okay with this. And I think Christina is a weirdo. And now I'm having doubts about you. Lisa. <laughs> I would never use it in replacement to toilet paper, but I would not also use wipes because I think it feels yucky to have something wet lick my buns. But <laughs> it's weird and creepy. And I have used it before. I'm like, ugh, I didn't like that. But I think, I, yeah, I guess if it's pretty messy, it's so messy that toilet paper can't handle it, probably don't want it in the shower either. It's kind of icky. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, just her saying she has a runny situation <laughs> is very, <laughs> I mean. Isn't that the guy from Jersey Shore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She can't be that clean if when you're in the shower, it's a runny, like there's, uh, you know, let's move on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> During the Twitter questions, uh, someone asked for her favorite philosophy quote. And I think she said the unexamined life is not one worth living or something like that. And Allison said that was her high school yearbook quote. Did you have a high school yearbook quote? Um, I got kicked out of high school and shocker and I graduated from a continuation school and we did not have yearbooks, but I do remember getting my junior year yearbook and seeing all the seniors and their cute little things. Do do you have a quote that's like your go-to quote or? I used to, I guess I don't really anymore, but I do like, um, things don't change. You must change. I like that one. And I don't know where that came from, but I know I used to listen to a lot of hardcore music and that was, uh, I don't remember which band now. I don't know if it was Youth of Today or one of those bands. Anyways. Youth of Today sounds like a neo-Nazi group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I am, I am racist, whether it's accidental or not, apparently. Is this band made up of uh, four to five blonde-haired, blue-eyed guys? I think they have shaved heads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, straight edge bands, hardcore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they can be racist, right? Uh, they're usually uh, like pretty much into peace and love, but what okay. else? Uh, <laughs> I think maybe I'm being racist now. I think all white people are just racist. Um, <laughs> so I don't... I, I like I like reading quotes um, from people, but I don't have any that I like know off the top of my head really until I hear them. But all my quotes are from rap songs. Mm-hmm. And money, clothes, and hoes—that's all a knows are not gonna you know be good for <laughs> this kind of thing. But um, I listened to another podcast about uh, watches, and at the end, they'll... <laughs> sorry. I, just, I was like, 
I was like, wait, why is that funny? And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because. I feel like we were just making fun of quilters, but okay. Okay. Teach okay. his own. Okay, this podcast is really cool. It's called The Grey NATO. And these guys are, they, it's not about like, oh, we have to balance the mainspring. It's, <laughs> these guys, they take their watches diving. They go hiking, climb mountains. These guys are cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they always end the show with a quote and the one they ended this week's episode with, I thought was really good. And it brings me to a fan cast fan. So, uh, they ended the show this week with this quote from Mark Twain, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow mindedness. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. And that brings me to L.A. PodFest and Leanne M. Ward. She doesn't like traveling. Get on a plane. We want to meet you. Even if it's not for the, for the PodFest, maybe come out in November. You can meet Megan. You can hang out with us. Yep. It's not going to be stupid hot like it is going to be next week. Yeah, so. even though it's stupid California, I heard that on the last episode that you guys did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck California. The- <laughs> <laughs> Just um, all the best people are here, but whatever. Um, Yes, and, Leanne and, also, and Jason McDix. Yeah, I was going to say also Jason Dix and his wife don't like to travel much, but hope, and I know they're going through a situation with their dogs, but um, I mean, come on down. People are coming from all over for, for, for PodFest, and I think it's just great we got to get out there and meet each other absolutely i am so excited and i'm so glad so many people are coming out and i know it's hard because if it was something that was in new york i'd be like oh fuck how am i gonna get out there i actually was just thinking about that because this other podcast i listened to the bodega boy shout out kid marrow and these nice coming to viceland in the fall um (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's my number two podcast right now it surpassed get up on this and everything else like they say the brand is strong and if they do a live show, I'm not going to fucking go to New York. But that's my, they're like up there with Allison's show right now for me. So I can see why maybe, even though you love the show, why maybe Leanne doesn't want to come out or whatever. But still, yeah. she, should, she should still come out. And I'm sure traveling for her is harder in general. But now you're coming all the way to California and like, it's money, it's time, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean... We're just saying it because, I mean, for me, you don't have to, you have to go further than I do. You have to actually get on a plane, but I have to drive for an hour, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's like, ooh, but, and it's sad that I've never seen her live yet, which before is because I didn't want to go by myself. And it's so silly because I, now I would go by myself easily and I don't know why I didn't before. It was like, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what the reason was. was. I held myself back for some reason, but. But if Allison goes on tour of the country, I would love to go somewhere else and see her. I think that'd be really fun. But it would be a major undertaking for sure. Yeah, that'd be great if she did. But I kind of hope she doesn't because I'm going to want to go to all of them. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's a lot of time and money. Um, Last thing I wrote, actually, I totally forgot. I could have talked about this earlier. But Christina Pajitsky had a Cincinnati fart. Which is a 30-second fart, which she says is, like, the world record. Um, that sounds incredible. 
It does. Imagine like that's how much air is in like one tube of your body. Like I don't even know how that's possible. But I also think it might lead to the the messy situation. <laughs> and maybe she's just something about her body produces so much gas. She's like so prodigious in the gas making department that she can that maybe that's why she had the double pipe classic Uh, she just has it coming out of everywhere she's very gassy lady i i wonder if it's stuff she's eating or if she's just it's like a hereditary thing because people that fart a lot i think (laughs) i picture walmart people farting and burping like that where it's just like disgusting all the time farting (laughs) and and messy situations she doesn't strike me as one of those people but um i wonder if she's just eats weird things or if her intestines are just unhappy i I think she's just she has the gift (laughs) she certainly (laughs) the gift of gas i like that all right so thursday show we were her little pineapple chunks um okay cool i'm into it i think maybe uh we could be her little pineapple super chunks I know I would be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice one. I just meant because Jenna liked it when Greg mentioned it. Not and she could not hold it in either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think you were actually called. What's up, Chub Club? (laughs) (laughs) When you said on the last episode that your body is shaped like a tree trunk. You know, I sometimes like, I, when I'm talking in the microphone, I know we talked about this a little bit before we were recording, but I just kind of forget that there's people listening, <laughs> which is good, I guess. But then I start talking about hand jobs, and then I'm a tree trunk, and it's like, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of uh, everyone talking about your hand jobs, but <laughs> I didn't um, remember even bringing that up in general. I'm like, really? Did I mention that? I must talk. Like I said, I must talk too much about stuff that I shouldn't. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, so she talked a little bit about her Patreon, uh, the next bonus episode, which we talked about it also, that Jenna's going to be on. I'm super excited about that. Questions, which were totally lackluster questions, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other people with great questions that are better than mine. And people need to go on Allison's website, AllisonRosen.com, and become a Patreon supporter and supporter in any other way. But Patreon has been so fun. The the give back is huge and the bonus episodes are fun and talking to her, you know, on the little private feed is fun. Um, she also has lapel pins available on her website, which we all got for free for being Patreon supporters at a certain level, of course. But um, I see that you were purchasing some more lapel pins. Were you able to uh, go through with that? Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I was gonna buy another one because I don't want the original one to be damaged or lost. Um, so I bought another one, and uh, yeah, I was letting her know that like the website said your card has been declined, and I was like, okay, I probably typed in the number wrong. Let me do that again. Kept saying declined, so I'm like, all right, let me look at the numbers on my card because I have it memorized. But let me make sure I didn't make a mistake. Yeah, there's something wrong with her site, so I told her. And uh, she got it fixed very quickly. So now everyone else can go buy some lapel pins, even if you're not part of the Patreon fan club. But you should be. By the way, did you see how many supporters she has now? And how much she's getting? It's pretty good. I think she's like at 1,500, right? I think it's up to 17 now. 
think. So right now she has 220 patrons and she's at 17.29 a month uh, of people backing her. And all we need is uh, another $6,300 and she will be video streaming the shows. So people, step it up. Seriously. I know as soon as um, money situations around here are better, I'll probably be up in your realm. <laughs> Stay down there with the little people. <laughs> Lowly you. I'm going to edit that I'm out, like by the way. I'm ahead of you. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. You're like the one person who's like giving two grand a month and getting <laughs> sculptures from Daniel. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> There are so many things I'm like, I wonder, like, if I get, like, a little extra money for Christmas or something, oh, maybe I'll, like, do it for a couple of months, like, on one of those things. But I don't know what kind of product placement that I would want on there. I guess maybe this show. But, like, I don't really want, I don't know. She does enough, I think, for this show that I'm like, I don't know what else to put on there. My hand job services. <laughs> Stupid. All right. I'll just, let, let's rein it in here. <laughs> and I'm talking to myself old chunky trunks over here <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking like if if you're shaped like a tree trunk i'll i'll be a tree hugger <laughs> 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 i one time got drunk and ran into my ex and he was a total piece of shit but um i ran into him and instead of yelling mean things at him i called his girlfriend a tree trunk <laughs> and the next day my husband was like you called, you were like totally mean to her and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't remember anything. And he's, he's like, you didn't say anything mean to him though. And I'm like, that's weird. And he's like, you called her a tree trunk. I'm like, yeah, that's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so she talks about, every time she talks about eating, I get depressed still. Wait, are you oh. going to go to the soup part? Yes. Okay. Well, before that, she just really quick. Um, she mentioned that her now very pregnant body so you saw her, what, two weeks ago, and you said that she looked like a dainty pregnant lady, but now apparently she's very pregnant. She was definitely pregnant. Like, like if you saw her, you would know she was. It wasn't like that in-between time that at the beginning really sucks where you're like, I'm pregnant, I swear, I didn't just eat a big lunch. <laughs> but um, she definitely looked pregnant, but she still is, like, she's so petite. Like, she has thin, she's got a small frame. Like, she's just a small person, and... I know in her mind she's like this big heifer, but yeah, so when we see her next week, she's going to be like full on belly, sounds like. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. But I, she mentioned this also on the Monday episode, but she kind of fell down some stairs, she said. Which, yes. Uh, I was, it was funny because when she said that, I'm like, why hasn't she mentioned this before? Like, I was like very worried about her. But, uh, fortunately, yeah, she said it was just like scab on her knee or something but still for her to fall enough to get a cut is worrisome and you are probably one of the only people listening that <laughs> have actually been on those stairs is it scary <laughs> um yeah i was actually thinking about that and it's not like you know like four steps and you're there it's like you know 15 stairs and oh. it turns left so you're going up and then you turn left and you're going up some more stairs it's not like super ton of stairs but yeah, I was like, if if you fell, it would be pretty pretty scary. But um, for she, I guess she had a very small fall, so not a big deal. But there, it's pretty dangerous. It is, and luckily Could she be. has her placenta on the outside, so I guess there's more cushion. But still, so 
every time that Allison talks about eating, I get depressed a little bit more. And condensed soup? I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on her condensed soup eating? She eats weird shit, so I can't, like, co-sign any of it. But I, I will eat, like, a Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Um, I don't like the... She said that she'll just put it... Instead of diluting it with a can of water, um, she'll just eat it like that. But she said she'll put it on cauliflower, and that's just weird. That is weird, but that actually made me think, hmm, maybe I would like that. But not diluting it is, like, so gross. Actually, I think I'm in between. If you put a whole cup, it's, like, too watery. So I'll put, like, half a cup of water. It's just so salty. And I do the Campbell's chicken noodle. It's pretty good. It could use some more. There's some better soups out there. But, yeah, I'll, I'll get some of those. And I used to cook with the condensed soups a lot until I realized I could make like cream of mushroom soup pretty easily and and it tastes way better but um did you find the soup nazis uh secret recipes <laughs> in it? one of your no mulligatani i need to look that up uh i did not and i was supposed to wasn't i <laughs> yeah i did i got i got this armoire <laughs> out of a garage sale uh yeah i think i just i don't know i, I think if she subscribes to her own blue apron that she would probably be eating better food. I don't know. She has weird eating habits. So even with that, I think she would be like, she'd find a way to weird it up. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, man. But the whole dynamics of the soup thing, I think that Al was right. I saw someone tweet her that works for some major university program that where they do something with food and preserving it or something and that it that it, that was the reason it was the air hmm. so anyway. so al does know everything whether he know whether he knows it or not he knows it so greg being back was super exciting it's always great when greg is in the room but it was a bummer that you know his dad died and he's feeling guilty kind of feeling guilty about being happy or having fun or enjoying his life at all and that's I guess that's normal. I think we talked a little bit about that, you know, just going through mourning, I guess. And I don't know. It's sad. His dad had Parkinson's and you're never ready, even though, like he even said, okay. Like every time he went to go visit him, he would tell his wife, okay, I'm ready for the call. It's going to happen. But you're still never ready. I mean, like we already talked about, I, it's, that's got to be rough. I wouldn't wish your dad dying on anyone other than myself. Yeah, but it's great to have um, Greg back. Yeah, I think, can you imagine going into John's garden to get some lunch and then you see you see a Greg, a Greg Heller eating his four knuckles deep of sprouts, veggie sandwich and crying like it's funny and sad at the same time. Uh, now, you don't have, in, or you have an Instagram, but do you follow him? No, and I, because I should. He He did put a picture of it and I'm with him. I don't like that bread that has nuts and grains and then not only that but it has sprouts on it like that sounds fucking gross oh, i love sprouts i love sprouts on a sandwich but i don't like the seedy bread i like it for like if i was just gonna have a piece of like if i was dieting and i was having a piece of dry toast or something i like the nutty ones or if i was gonna have like avocado toast i would have that but um as a sandwich goes like i don't need that much debris in my teeth <laughs> to work against eating <laughs> But sprouts on a sandwich, I you can't go wrong. I used to grow my own just to have 
them all the time. Uh, Jenna tries. So I, did you watch this? Her trying the pumpkin spice flavored everything? Of course. <laughs> of course, because you're a real fan. No, it's just I am on my phone when I should be trying to go to sleep. And then I'm like, ooh, what is this? Oh, I'll watch this video. I'm, I'm so glad that we have a Jenna Tries account that she can just try all the crap that I'm curious about in the store. But I like pumpkin-y things, but I don't think... Pumpkin spice is not a selling point to me. If it's something that tastes like pumpkin already, then I'll eat it. But I'm not trying to eat, you know, pumpkin spice flavored tortillas or whatever, you know. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Pumpkin flavored, like if it was pumpkin bread or pumpkin pie, like I can get behind that. But pumpkin spice pop tart, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't need my pumpkin pie spice in every goddamn nook and cranny of my life. It's, I don't know what happened either. Why it's. Like every year, first of all, it's not even fall yet. It's 80 degrees here. I guess it could be other weathers in other places, but other weathers. <laughs> but it's like not even fall yet. Do we need to have pumpkin spiced everything already? I just don't, I don't know. I don't know why we jumped the gun on everything. And also on her Jenna Tries account, she was at the store and there was already a peppermint flavored something. And she's like, no, it's way too soon for this. It is. Your taste buds aren't even in season yet for that. I mean, okay, so on the way to school today, there there was this lady next to us in her car rocking out, like just singing at the top of her lungs. And my son's like, did you see that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, she was singing a Christmas song. Like she was rocking out a Christmas song. I'm like, who does that? It's not even, number one, even if it's Christmas time, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is my shit right here. I need to crank it. Like, it puts me in the spirit and stuff when it's, like, ambiance, but I don't, like, subscribe to the entire catalog <laughs> to be like, yes! See, I think maybe that's because you listen to the wrong Christmas music. You, like, are listening to Bing Crosby or something, but if you're listening to Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC, oh, you might get into it. <laughs> but would you listen to it today, September 16th? I mean, if it came on, yeah, okay. but I'm not going to Okay. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, what was the pumpkin spice thing that they that she hated the most? I can't remember now. Uh, the baby food. Oh, right. The baby food. Yeah. She said it tasted like barf, which makes me really sad because I feed baby food to the little girl that I watch and I don't try it. She eats it and she loves it. But what if it's totally disgusting? That's what I, I've thought about that before. Um, baby food, it's just like... It'll be like chopped up yams. And I'm like, babies just eat it because they don't know any better. This right. can't actually taste good. And I think the same thing about dog food. I'm like, it smells horrible, but dogs love it. So maybe it's just because they can't tell the difference. Right. They have no other choice. It's like a concentration camp. You like, right. you have to eat what you get. <laughs> um, I remember, okay, so I made my own baby food for my kids and I imagine it didn't taste awesome because it didn't have salt and butter on it. Like, <laughs> but it probably tasted a little bit. I remember though, when I was a kid or, and smelling baby food, then I felt like there was like weird meat flavored ones all the time. And now it's all butternut squash and sweet potato, everything. There's avocado in some, but it's all like fruit and avocado. I remember weird, like slimy meat flavors. I don't know what my parents fed me as a kid, but I don't have any memories of it. Thank God. So 
Allison, like myself, I really want to learn Photoshop. I've had this thing where I'm like, I want to learn Photoshop, but I'm exactly like her where I'm like, well, I don't want to read a book about it. Definitely not going on YouTube. And I just need like some sort of a good system where I could go onto Photoshop and it's like easy to learn somehow. <laughs> because like they were both saying, like once you learn it, it's easy. But it's when you don't know it, obviously it's super hard. It's like another language, but... I don't know. It's something I've wanted to do. Same with editing, which, by the way, I have someone that's going to come out and teach me. I need a hands-on experience, apparently. Yeah, so it's funny that she talked about wanting to learn learn Photoshop because I wanted to learn Photoshop. And the way I started was on my iPhone. There's a Photoshop app that's free. That's how I started doing the Allison Candle. And there are two previous versions that look horrible, but I was just learning how to use it. So once I learned it really well on the iPhone, which it's nothing like the computer version, but I decided there's something that I want to make. I told you about the t-shirts. Um, I get, well, I can say it cause no one can see them. I'm not going to say what it is though. Um, so I, d I wanted to make these t-shirts. I had an idea for it. So I was like, let me try to do it in Photoshop. And I did it and it looked like shit. <laughs> so what I learned, other than some basics in Photoshop, was that I don't want to learn Photoshop. I want to learn Illustrator, which is another Adobe product. With Photoshop, what I did is just like Jenna said. I would be like, I would like literally type, how do I curve text in Photoshop? And then I would Google it, and it would show me a two-minute YouTube video. Then I would do it myself. And now I have the very basic basics down. It is pretty easy once you learn it. But there are words that you're like, like rasterize. I was like, that's not a fucking word. Rasterize? Like, I've never heard that. <laughs> but apparently in Photoshop, it's a thing. I learned what, for the stuff I want to do, I need to learn Illustrator, which is even more daunting, I think. Um, but the design that I was working on is done. I will be printing them on shirts next Thursday. Ooh. And you're going to see me Friday at PodFest rocking an ill fit. And you're all going to be mad jealous. <laughs> and I have shirts for Lisa, for Megan, for the whole gang. Mostly just for me. Um, and hopefully people like them. But I'm nice. so excited. That is so cool. Okay, so Illustrator. I also think it's funny that Daniel knows how to do it and can easily teach her. <laughs> He's like, hello? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you could just be like, well, I mean, it's the same thing with the YouTube thing. Like, literally type, how do I blank in Photoshop? And there's a video for everything. Okay. See, I'm so, like, anti-YouTube. But then, once in a while, I've, I've looked up some things. So I was telling you about my stuff that I want to make in my Etsy store. And I thought, okay, I'm going to look this up. And it was on YouTube. I thought, okay, this is really handy. But I'm still so... I don't know why I fight against it. It's like, I just... Think of it as just like a porn site or something. <laughs> what? I, it's, I know it's not, but it's just like, I don't know. Or it's just like what the kids are always watching and it's just like, ugh, that's not my thing. You, I think you would actually love YouTube because what I do on YouTube when I should be sleeping other than watch all the old Jesus and Marrow videos is I'll like type in, like I've seen every Beatles live concert on YouTube, like live in Paris, live at Budokan, at the Hollywood Bowl at Shea Stadium, and then I'm just, like, watching hours and hours of old rock concerts, you know? So I've seen 
uh, Black Sabbath in Paris and, you know, just stuff like that. So that's what it's great for for me. Okay, I need to give it a chance. <laughs> Metallica in Seattle. Sold. With uh, with Cliff or with <laughs> with Cliff, it was like nineteen eighty nine, I think. Wow. Okay. Okay. That was when sounds, I first started listening. Yeah. Sometimes the sound in the video is crap, but I mean, it's cool to have it on in the background while I'm doing whatever. For sure, Metallica's wonderful. I'm sure that's that's what they want to be billed as. Wonderful. You know what? I was telling my friend yesterday because we were watching a bunch of random uh, videos, and I was putting it on Metallica and Slayer and stuff. Um, there's a Metallica live in Mexico uh, concert. Um, it's like one of their kind of like bootleg album things. And it is hilarious because it's like, it's got to be early 90s. And James knows no Spanish. So he's just like, Cerveza! Oh. Yeah, amigos! Oh no! And then you just sounded like, just like him. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Like, if you're like, uh, that doesn't sound like him at all. And so he's just, they're just like playing Seek and Destroy. And then he's like, all right, amigos. And like, I'm like, you sound like an idiot. And this is fucking hilarious. So everyone, I'm probably going to edit this out anyway, but look that up. Don't edit it out. That needs to be your ringtone, please. (laughs) Just a loop of all of his words. Oh, I'm going to have it for you. Amiga. Lisa. (laughs) I'm losing it now. (laughs) Okay. So Allison talks about this a lot. And I think. It's not going to end because, number one, she's pregnant, but also she's over 40. And also, I think it's a woman thing, is the sneeze peeing thing. It's really funny because when I'm listening to this episode, I had really bad allergies yesterday. And I was peeing. (laughs) I was sneezing all day and like a little trickle here, a little trickle there. It's like, oh, come on. But I do like what Jenna says, like. If you know you're going to sneeze, like, I prepare for it. You, I cross my legs and then I brace myself and I sneeze. And, like, that's just become a thing I have to do now to not have to, like, change my clothes. It's ridiculous. Allison's description of it was <laughs> so, it was so real. Like, I really got a picture of how bad it was. Like, when she said that it trickled down her leg, I was, I was like, how much pee can really be coming out? Right. But when she went on and on about it, I was like, oh, I, I get it. And... Yet again, women have it bad. I don't have to worry about anything, ever. I could sneeze, I could cough, I could do a double pipe classic. I'm not worried about anything. (laughs) You're not trickling anything. Yeah, I don't have to cross my legs. It's a bummer. (laughs) It really is. And yeah, the, the baby putting pressure on your bladder is a big part of it. But then I think that that wears out your muscles or something and i don't know what show i was listening to or watching but they're talking about doing there's some sort of oh darn it i'm gonna forget what it is the something floor Ugh. okay just oh pelvic floor yes the pelvic floor up oh my god exercises to make that stronger to have less pee coming out is that the kegel exercises no that squeezes the inner muscles i think but the pelvic floor muscles are different aren't they like they're the underneath I assume they are, but I don't know how, what, like, do you, like, push out your stomach or kind of yeah, squeeze I don't, your abs or something? I clearly have never done one, but I don't know. <laughs> but apparently that's something that's supposed to work. And, and I thought, you know what, I need to look, maybe I'll go on YouTube today and and see what kind of pelvic floor situations are on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, sneeze peeing. It's a bummer. And I understand why adult diapers or something. Or Lisa Lisa Rinna needs to be on her show, maybe. (laughs) She backed up the uh, Depends. I think they're almost like a, not a G-string, but they're like the sexy Depends. (laughs) Okay. I wish that the biscuit drop could be every single episode. (laughs) I think it's been so long since we've heard it that it made it better. Yeah, you're probably right. A little it's biscuit like, goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's like, uh, you know, too much of a good thing. I mean, it, it's always great to hear, but when we haven't, like, when you have that drought and then you get that flood. <laughs> Are we uh, talking about sneeze, <laughs> sneeze peeing again? Uh, well, it just makes you appreciate it more, is what I'm trying you're to right. say. You're right. And Greg being back, it was kind of like a little welcome home gift. It's funny, though, because. There are recipes for drop biscuits. And then I thought, what if for your illustrator, maybe that can be an ad that you make for uh, period drop biscuits. <laughs> Gross. Uh, that is way off topic. Um, yeah, so that that drop is wonderful. And you're right. I think it is better a little bit. I, I need Colonel Jeff to do the slide whistle a little bit more and I'd be happier. So they started talking about, oh, please. What is it again? <laughs> It's yes, please. Yes, please. And oh, please. Yeah. So where do you stand on convertibles? I feel like I was right with Greg, but I don't know what you think. So every time that I've gone to LA, my rental car, I've made sure it was uh, a convertible the last few times. That's right. (laughs) I'm, I'm like, like Jenna said, I think um, if you're the driver, yes, please. If you're a passenger, it's probably oh, please. The thing was, I would... Because the fucking, I'm with Jeff, the sun in California, like, fuck that. It's like, I would like put the top down and then I'd be like, oh, it's like hot as shit. And also, I don't like the fact that it's like, I'm essentially outside now. Like, people can just look at me. Yes. Uh, I don't like that either. Yeah, I didn't like that. So the only, I I would keep the top up for the most part. And then just at certain times, put the top down. So like after the Haim concert, a slightly tipsy Megan uh, and I were driving around with the top down, music blaring. Oh, actually, one of my favorite memories from the time before last when I went was we were bumping the Frozen soundtrack with the top down and not giving a fuck about anybody. <laughs> I would have loved to be a passenger in that one. Yeah, so, I mean, it can be yes please most of the time but there are certain occasions where it's very much a oh police i agree and i think my first initial reaction is like oh police like you think of the douchebag you know in his convertible that's an asshole whatever that's what you first think of and it's like well in reality my dream car is actually a convertible and i wouldn't necessarily pick a convertible i've never owned one and i but this car i just love the way it looks so much and it happens to be a convertible, and I never thought that I would like that. But you're right. It really is like, welcome to my life. Like, hi. It's, I, I don't, it's very uh, open and like, and it's inviting because when someone has a convertible, everyone looks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to tell us what car this is. Oh, uh, 46 Ford Deluxe convertible. But uh, yeah, it was, that was the funniest conversation because Greg was like, oh, cool. I'm going to talk about cars. And he's just like looking at, you know, at uh, Jeff for like acknowledgement, like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. But then he like went a little too far and Jeff's like, reel it in, buddy, reel it in. (laughs) Okay. So you, you know, cars, I know some cars. So 
when he said four on the floor and then he said three on the tree, you, you knew what those both were, right? Yes. And I was like, I thought it was so funny that he's like, he like kind of gets it, but then he was like way off. And then when Allison said four on the floor, that's a drum beat, right? Which it is. <laughs> right. It's just like. Which at least she's mistaking it with something that's another that's cool real. thing. Yeah. And real. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because three on the tree to me is like something so normal. Like I feel like everyone knows what that is. But then when you're not in that world, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Because it is it is an awkward. Like when I would go to buy a car, if it had three on the tree, I'm like, eh, probably not going to get that one. <laughs> Did you have to double clutch with that with a three on the tree? I've never driven one. I don't rem- I don't know. OK, that um, would be weird. Yeah, it it's funny because because I like cars. I like watch Formula One. I, I like I I learned a lot as a teenager about cars, so I know things that most people wouldn't know, like double clutching and and heel, heel and toe downshifting. And I know what the apex of a corner is. And uh, this just happened uh, last week that we were going go kart racing, and I was trying to explain to these girls what the apex <laughs> of a corner is. Sorry. And I, <laughs> I was. What's so funny? Nothing. Tell me. <laughs> was it that we were going go-kart racing and I'm making no. it seem like it's like a... You're like, hey, ladies, I'm going to tell you something about cars. <laughs> no, no, this is my friends. Oh, okay. That's some strange bitches. I'm just like, hey, do you guys want to know what it is? You roll up and like Brody and you're like, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just walked up. Hey, you guys. You don't so, me. you know Apexes? Because I do. <laughs> Uh, no it's funny when people don't know four on the floor three on the tree they don't know why a uh oldsmobile 442 is called a 442 i'm like how do you not know these things but then you know people talk about actual things that you should know and i'm like um i know i'm like you're in escrow what does that even mean (laughs) yeah or we you know you don't know how to uh subtract 1994 from 19. 19- oh my god, what idiots we! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. And the only other thing I wrote was about her friend being attacked with cleaver. But oh my god, that is like the scariest story ever. So yeah, they're at what a gas station, or were they on a road trip, but they were just going home or something? You know, I don't remember, but if she mentioned that, but, um, she, she's told this story kind of before this time she was like a little more detailed about it, but I thought her friend got like mugged at the ATM or something. I might be misremembering, but I didn't know it was like some crazy guy chased her all the way to the car, him or her to the car. Well, I was thinking when say you're Allison sitting in the driver's seat, let's say waiting for your friend, you hear a thud, you look up and it's a man with a cleaver like, do you lock the door and, like, fuck your friend? Right. Or I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to do. I would probably lock everything except for the side that she was on. But then what if he got in? Exactly. But then I could hurry, hurry to get out and we could run. But, like, this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of shit. Like, first of all, who even has a cleaver at the ready? But And she said she was, like, in the backseat. Like, you can't even just drive away and, like, be a total dick. <laughs> Oh, she was in the back? Yeah, because Greg even said, or someone said, oh, did you drive away? <laughs> and she's like, no, I was in the back seat. So I, I I, would be paralyzed. I would be the person that would also get like chopped up because I wouldn't do anything because I wouldn't know what to do. Fortunately, it worked out. Yeah, how did she but, even get out of that situation? 
Yeah, we need. Oh, we should. Oh man, we should ask for the next Patreon thing. Um, the the only thing I could think of during this story was the song by the Angoras called Steak Knife. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I guess that should be the song. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I have them on my phone. I listen Perfect. to it all the time. Um, so there's an Angora song called Steak Knife, and it's about a real guy who stuck up a nun with a steak knife. And she, like Allison said, he's actually a really nice guy. He's not the type who would stick up a nun with a steak knife now. But um, yeah, it's just a great song that you will probably be hearing during this episode. <laughs> that was like a harrowing story. I, I don't know. What would you do? Like now mm-hmm. I carry a knife on like in like my cup holder with me i usually have a knife or if i'm going to the grocery store now because i don't i just don't know anymore i feel like i've been somewhat through so much shit in my life that i should be more scared but in my mind for some reason i've rationalized it that nothing's going to happen anymore because i've already done it (laughs) but that's a stupid way of going about living (laughs) i don't know what i would do if my friend was like out there i would have to go out there and you know try to help like if i was by myself in a car and there's just a maniac with a cleaver outside i wouldn't do much uh try to run them over maybe like you said go if you saw this happening you would get out and help i think that's what i would do too i just don't know what you're supposed to like i don't know do you both run do you i don't know i that would be fucking you know scary. what you do like a rodeo clown does when a cowboy yes. gets his head stomped, you kind of wave your arms and, hey, look at me. And then while they're distracted, your friend can get away, hopefully. Um, but other than that, I don't know what you would do. Pretend uh, to have a gun, like in your coat. Like Jerry Seinfeld walking through yes. a parking garage, back in heat. Yes. <laughs> okay, so they talk about tweezers. I couldn't agree more with Greg's wife. Like, I don't want anybody touching my tweezers for a bunch of reasons. Number one is getting lost. Number two is them getting dull. Number three is your disgusting whatever the fuck you're scraping out of it. I don't even want to think about you having to clean it. Just get your own pair of tweezers. They're cheap. Except for the tweezer man. I don't know. They're probably some special fancy whatever. But I went to the dollar store to replace some recently a couple days ago. And they didn't have any. But I am very specific about the ones I like too. And it's not the pointy ones that Jenna likes. Those used to be my favorites. But those are a little too rounded. I need the flat. Not flat. They're like at an angle and really sharp and pointy. And that's all. Because they say Netflix and chill. I can Netflix chill and pluck my chin hairs (laughs) I think you're misunderstanding the meaning of Netflix and chill, but um, I'm looking at Tweezer Man, and they're they have a Tweezer Man Mini for eight sixty nine, but most of them are in the twenty dollar range. Wow! See, and that's the thing. Like people, tweezers are really tiny, so if it's not your own, first of all, I misplace my own stuff all the time. But if it's not your own, you're going to be even less careful about it. And if you're gray, you're just like willy-nilly doing whatever, and then you're just going to put it down somewhere and going to lose it. And then when the person really needs it, when you have this one stray hair that's like driving you crazy and can't think about anything else, and you need those tweezers, they're gone. And they do get duller the more they use, so. And not to, you know, say that Greg is a liar, but he said when he cleans crap out from under his nails, he soaks them in alcohol. I don't fucking buy it. I don't either. I don't either. I thought that was a load of shit, too. I'm like, he wants these ladies off his back, and he got it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't believe it. But if he does that, he's even more OCD and anal than I am. That, yeah, that's pretty over the top. 
Uh, one of my favorite Greg quotes, and I don't think that it'll ever be used as a drop because I think it'll be it because it's <laughs> well, it's Al. You don't stri- strike me as a nail biter. <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought that that was really funny that nobody laughed at that. Maybe I just thought it was funny, but maybe it will be a drop. I don't know. I think he doesn't strike me as a nail biter either, either, and Daniel totally does. Okay, why is that? Because he seems like he's more anxious and more, like, needs to do stuff with his hands, where I feel like Al is, like, cool, calm, and collected, and, like, just doesn't have like oral fixations i literally talked about this with megan and she thought i was a crazy person (laughs) and i understand why but i have a friend who bites or used to supposedly uh i still think he does though bite his nails and they are gross as fuck they're flat they're super short yes and nails are supposed to be curved like your finger right right that's what i understand um and i I would bite my nails sometimes, like, as a kid, but when I started playing guitar, I was like, I have to have really good nails all the time on my left hand, so I would trim them, like, once a week or whatever, and then, like, in between, when they started getting a little longer, I would file them, so they'd be out of the way, and I could play better. The chewing is gross, um, and Al mentioned that he was an anxious kid, because Greg said that's kind of like an anxious thing. And he said he was an anxious kid, and they talked about it on today's episode of Sorry Not Sorry as well. And that was just really interesting to me, because now I kind of want to know about Al as a kid more. I do too. And I think there's every time you get a little peek into any of them, I'm like, ooh, I want to know more about that. We, I really want Allison to have each of them on a Monday episode. Or like a, a bonus episode where it's just the two of them, and she's it's Monday style, but maybe it's on a... Maybe it's Patreon or maybe it's whatever, but... That's what I thought. It would be good to do uh, Patreon episodes with each of them. That would get people in because everybody wants that. We need to suggest that to her. I will... Uh, if you. I can remember, I'll suggest it on either the next Facebook thing or just in person when I see her. <laughs> when you're at her house? No. Checking out her stairs that she tripped on in her living room with all of her cool stuff. <laughs> you know, one thing they didn't mention... But I thought about bringing this up was uh, the episode where Greg was talking about how on the other side of that wall, there's like tons of great whiskey. And in that room where they record, there's like right behind Greg, there's like a cabinet with a bunch of wine in it. And I'm like, it's funny. He's never mentioned that. I guess he's not a wine guy. But there's like literally 20 bottles of wine in there. Really? Did you see this whiskey? No, I think that's probably the kitchen or something. That's interesting because he strikes me as a wino. Right. But. He's he's always drinking beer or apparently scotch. So, does he like wine? I thought he talked about drinking wine when he was on his excursions out in wherever the fuck. But I, you're right. He drinks like Modelo and is it scotch that he drinks? I know he oh, drinks tea Kate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got to get the Kates. Ever um, since he said that, I say that all the time, and people have no clue what I'm talking about. We've joked about it so much that we went to go get um, uh, a keg filled with it. And my husband called it to Kate <laughs> at the place. <laughs> because we joked about it so much that we were like, oh, let's get some to Kate's. Like when we go camping, we always get that. And it just became like a joke. And then he said it there. And it was like the guy was just looked at him like he was the biggest <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he yeah. put the uh, emphasis on, on the wrong syllable. <laughs> yes. I'm so like great. Greg said. Glad that Greg said that. Uh, one other thing about the nail biting thing. Daniel biting his nails and eating it. 
is another whole other thing that is yeah. fucking disgusting. And by the way, this led me to a JMO that I've not sent in yet, but it th- made me think of one because I thought that chew- like biting your nails and eating them would give you appendicitis. <laughs> I always thought that like if you eat your nails that they're just going to fill up in there and you're going to explode. Well, now I'm a little curious. If it's like a long nail, I think that would be bad. If it's like a tiny little piece. But it's I, like I, tiny I pieces constantly. And you see when those people that like eat their nails down and they're down to the quick and you just see like their little pieces, like they even chew up their skin all around it and it's like so gross. Yeah, don't eat your nails. Like where does it stop? Like are you going to like, like when he plucks his beard hairs, does he eat those? No, oh no, right? he's going to be so, on, <laughs> um, what is it? What's the show? <laughs> Intervention. Or something. Intervention where the, the hair eaters and the, the weird mattress eaters and whatever and and here's the thing like when you have kids your bad habits are magnified and you can either just be like fuck it i'm not gonna change and maybe my kid's gonna pick up this habit or you're gonna be like okay i had to stop doing this and that because they're gonna start doing it or you can't tell them not to while you're doing it yeah i know parents used to say that and do that but it didn't really work out in the end i don't think what are your bad habits oh boy well (laughs) What did they used to be? Oh, my bad habits now, I do not eat well. Like, I'll go through spurts of being like, I don't eat a ton of food, but when I do eat, it's not like great. Like, my husband's always like, I don't know how you don't lose weight because you barely eat anything. And I do. I just like have like tiny portions and I don't eat that much, but then I'll have like fast food or something. And then I'm not, well, then I'm not regular. So maybe it's, I'm just full of shit. But, um, (laughs) but, I used to hide that like from the kids when they were little, like I wouldn't give it to them. Like it was always a, a hidden thing. And now it's like, especially when you don't have any money, like right now we're like poor as shit. It's like, let's just go through the drive through. And like, now I'm passing that on to them of like, you know what I mean? As a kid, I ate so much fast food and it's why now I'm like so into Jenna's podcast. Cause they talk about all the new burger, like yesterday, actually. Uh, my friend got the Cheeto or the yeah the Cheetos chicken fries from Burger King, Whoa. and I was like, "Well, you gotta let me have one of those." And yes. I could not even taste the Cheeto; it just tasted like a horrible chicken fry. Oh. But um, I'm curious to see what uh, Jenna's gonna think of it because she says she's gonna try it this weekend. Um, but yeah, and I have those habits now. Like what I had for lunch slash breakfast was Five Guys, um, <laughs> just because I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's either this or Chipotle. I don't want to cook right now. So Yeah, that's it's... the other thing. Like, I cook for everybody or whatever, and then I'm just like, I just need to grab something quick for myself and whatever. And that's, like, definitely been my thing that I need to get over. And when I was a kid, we didn't eat a lot of fast food. That was, like, we ate it twice a month when we were going to visit my dad for the weekend. <laughs> he would stop and get us a Happy Meal or something. Like, we never had fast food ever, but... It wasn't so, like, popular or, or everywhere in your face. It was, like, just a special occasion. Like, back when you would have birthdays at McDonald's, that was, like, a big thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I so that's definitely one of them. I, I can't think of any others right now. Like, I probably, I don't know. I don't think I drink too much. I know I talk about alcohol a lot on here, but, like, I'm talking about having, like, two beers. I'm not talking about, like, getting wasted and blacking out. Like, I, for the first time, got drunk this past weekend when I went to my friend's party but then I drank a bunch of water and it was like over the course of like eight hours of being at this party. So it was like, I got pretty buzzed. I got drunk. I didn't get blackout. I remember everything. I wasn't slurring. I wasn't an idiot. I didn't do anything horrible, like grabbing people's body parts, which seems to be my thing. So <laughs> I was 
and I didn't have a hangover the next day. So that I knew I was like, okay, I did it safely. And I didn't mix a bunch of alcohols either, which is one of my other issues. But I rarely get drunk or even just, I don't know, I just have a couple beers. That's it. Normally I would let this go, but oh, you grab people's body parts. <laughs> uh, which people and what parts? Well, for instance, for my, my husband's birthday last year, I think I mentioned it on this and I was just like, my hand was down his pants, like for half of his party. And I didn't even remember that. That's how like, when we talk about being blacked out and like doing stuff where you're just like, that's not me. I don't do that. But that's, that's an extreme and it's with my husband. So it's whatever, but it's embarrassing that the neighbors were around and I was just like, I don't remember any of that, but it's like, you know, I grabbing boobs and like stuff like that. (laughs) You know, Stuff like that. No biggie. Uh, I can't wait for our sir <laughs> reservation after you have a couple pump teenies in you. <laughs> I'll be uh, pump teening everybody. <laughs> oh dear God. Um, uh, no, no, I I should be on my best behavior, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. By the way, <laughs> you should leave that in. <laughs> I might. Who knows? So yeah, let's talk about your favorite JMO from this week, or your least favorite. Let's talk JMOs. <laughs> okay, so I. I mean, they talked. Uh, there were a lot of JMOs that they kind of led to good conversation, but none of them were uh, anything that really stuck out to me. Except on Monday, uh, there was a JMO which I think was a repeat. Brow Advisor says, "When I make a series of turns the same as a car in front of me, I'm worried they'll think I'm following them." Uh, I think it's a repeat, but also I picked it because Brow Advisor uh, was at the Bumbershoot show. Uh, she's a very attractive girl, so I took note of her when she was <laughs> there by herself trying to get a picture with Allison. I was like, who the fuck is that? And really? uh, I think throughout her JMOs being read, I was like, oh, let me see who this is. And I was like, oh, that's that girl from Bumbershoot. And um, she's had, she has a lot of good JMOs that get on air. Yeah, she has. She's, I've she's noticed had a her voice. In the I last mean, her. few weeks. And um, she has like eight followers. So really, I don't know if if more people follow her, will she tweet more? Uh, but she's doing a pretty good job with the JMOs, except for this one. I think was a repeat. It is a repeat, but I think you're right. I've I've heard her name a lot, and for her to have that few followers, that's kind of cool. I haven't checked to see what she looks like, but I really want her to advise me on my brows. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, maybe she's. I don't know if she tattoos them on or something, but maybe she could help. I don't know. Well, and uh, I do need help in that area. Brow challenged. Um, mine that I picked was L to the Aura at Ren Woman Thirteen. When on a road trip, stop at McDonald's to use the bathroom, but still use the drive-through to get food. <laughs> I think I totally. I don't think I do that on purpose, though. I think. We do the drive-thru so we can sit and eat and then it's like, all right, let's go use the restroom. Like, it is a separate transaction for sure. Wait a minute. <laughs> you sit and eat in the drive-thru? No. Like, like I'll go through the drive-thru and then sit in the parking lot and eat. And then go use the restroom. Like, it's not like I go in and eat. I don't know why. I don't. Okay. I sent a JMO about this. Not this specifically. But I sent one in that said... When I'm going through the drive-thru, I totally judge the people that are eating inside, <laughs> even though I'm eating the same crap. <laughs> but, like, Wait. eating in the, the restaurant is, like, so yucky to me, and I don't know why that is. I think we need to explore that, because I think it's sadder if you're eating the fast food in your car. Oh, it is more. It's definitely a sad experience. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I 
it is more of a shame thing to not be out in public eating it. But it's like the people there are gross. And then you see how dirty it is in there. And then you start thinking about your food. Like, I want to be as separated from, like, where my food comes from as possible. Except when it comes to fast food. That it's like, I don't want to see anything or hear anything. It's like just this magical burger comes out happily. And it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, certain places I would never eat inside. But, like... When I used to work the hospital, I would drive from one to the other. And so I would like stop on the way sometimes and eat in the restaurant so I wouldn't have any trash in my car um, just because of that. But if you're like in the wrong, wrong McDonald's at the wrong time, you'll see some crazy shit. Uh, look it up on YouTube, McDonald's fight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the guy that shot up at McDonald's, that, but that was like in a different country. What? Yeah, check that yeah. one out. Yeah. No, I don't want to see people die. Just no, this guy punched this lady for being rude or something. Oh my gosh! Well, you think about the kind of people in general. It's what I call Walmart people. I'll still say it. Like I, I do shop there. I have. It's not on a regular basis. If I have to go there, I will. But there's a certain breed of people that live there, and I don't know where they come from. I don't. They don't live in my neighborhood. I don't know where they live, but they're just a certain breed of people, and I don't know why that is and they're the same people that would be eating inside like a wiener stencil or something <laughs> or a wendy's more like <laughs> i don't know feels like an arby's night <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a good note to close on always with seinfeld always well um thank you so much for being on the show rafi i think it's i know you you think people are tired of you they're not it's fun when you're on i like being on the show with you yeah thank you support allison show i already told you go to her website duh no shit sherlock um email me at bfancast at gmail.com if you want to be on the show and talk about allison and how much you love her and follow us on twitter at bfancast follow me at jmos and bffs and look up the facebook best friends fancast page it's private page just ask to join in and it's Super fun to not be constricted by 140 characters. And one last thing I wanted to mention was if you're part of the Best Friends fan cast uh, group on Facebook, uh, you'll see some people were having some fun with Allison's artwork. Um, if Allison sees them, uh, which I doubt she will, um, and also she won't hear this explanation, but um, I told, uh, I mentioned in one of the comments that I wanted to do one that was like a goth version, uh, a goth or emo version. And Ray and Jay both made versions. And I took Ray's and I added what I thought was the finishing touch of an upside down cross on her forehead. This is not in any way like negative towards Allison. Um, I feel really bad that I even mentioned it, but it's what... I had in my brain like, oh, I would do that, but it's too much effort. And since they did it anyway, I was like, that's how I would finish it. <laughs> I don't want to over-explain it, but like, I, I know I mainly mention rap music on Twitter, but I like very angry metal as well. So this has more to do with my love of that and not anything bad towards Allison. I hope she knows that. That's all I have to say. 
I think she would. It's just fun. It's not like you're putting devil horns on her and making fun of her. Like it's in a bathroom stall or something. It's like, it's all in good fun, but I'm, I'm glad that there's a disclaimer for it just in case there's any worries. And ultra fan, where can we find you? So you can find me at RMC guitars on Twitter. You can find me next week hanging out at sir and the Sophie tell hotel with all of my pals rocking an ill fit. As I already said, and Uh, We mentioned it earlier, but the In This Together Festival is happening in November, and there have been some great guests announced. Mental Illness Happy Hour will be having former NBA player Royce White. So I'm I'm really curious to hear that. Um, And also Beth Stelling will be doing stand-up. And if you are a Twitter person such as myself, uh, you probably saw her come out about her uh, domestic abuse situation. Uh, so she's really brave for coming out with that. And it's going to be great to hear her stand up. and I can't wait. Megan is doing a great thing and I'm so proud of her and all the podcasts and comedians that are going to be there are great. And Megan, we love you. I'm assuming the walk for MS is coming up like in October, possibly. So go to underscore underscore Ashley and look up the MS walk. Help her out because it's good karma. Absolutely. You'll see me at LA Podfest in an ill-fitting shirt too, but. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and good night. I want to rub a